Hi, I'm Brant, and I love Hallmark movies. Hey, I'm Panda, and I like Hallmark movies. I'm Dan, and I despise Hallmark movies. I'm Jill. I work for Hallmark, and I don't know how I feel about Dan. (laughs) And this is the Deck to Hallmark Podcast. What is it? All right. Mm. It's oh a good gosh. day. We're it back. is a good time. It feels mm. good. Um, let me tell you about today. Today's one of those days you wake up, you go outside, and you're like, well, it's hotter than I want it to be, but that's okay because I know what's happening today. Today's the day where we get to talk to Jill Wagner. Hallmark legend Jill Wagner. <laughs> oh, my that's exactly goodness. That, that is right. Legend. And so, listen, if it's hot outside, it's okay. That's Everything's right. okay that's today. Right. Because we're talking to Joe This Wagner. is what they call in the business a get. A yep. get. Yes, it is. Is what this Big is time. for sure. <laughs> Joe, welcome to the podcast. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, um, Jill, you're a huge fan of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Which episode would be your favorite? All the ones that you weren't on. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so she, that's exactly how many she's listened to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I kid. Uh, <laughs> she uh, so great. Um, so let, let's let's talk, Jill. Jill, first of all, how how you doing? Tell everybody how I'm, you doing. I'm. Uh, today's been a rough day. Yesterday was a rough day. I've had a little bit of a migraine. I think uh, the LA traffic. I'm actually in Los Angeles right now. I'm not in my sweet little slow town in Tennessee. So, um, you know, it's a a little different energy out here, but, uh, but you know what? Oddly enough, my head feels better talking to you guys for some reason. We hear that a lot. It's the Southern accents is Mm -hmm. what it is. You feel like you're home. It's our soothing base. We can can lay it on thicker if it'll help. (laughs) (laughs) Lay it on, baby. I'm telling you, as soon as you do it, I mimic that. I love it. I love it. it. That's great. Uh, Jill, let's, uh, let's start at the beginning. You've been, you've been in the acting world for a while now. You've been in Hallmark for a while now, but you didn't, didn't start out in Hallmark. You've been doing stuff before that. How'd you get into the whole acting world? Was that something where you, uh, as a kid, you were like, this is what I want to do. Or did it come on later in life? No, no, I, I never wanted, I thought I was going to own my dad's tire shop. I mean, seriously, mm, I was yes. still learning how to change tires and, um, and I never, even thought about acting. It just wasn't really in the little town that I grew up in. It wasn't, I don't want to say it wasn't an option, but it wasn't, um, I guess no one was dreaming that big at the time. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to work for my dad. And, um, and so then I took a little trip out to Los Angeles. Uh, I, my grandparents had saved up like $4,000 for me. So of course, what do I do when I get 18? I'm like, I want to go blow the money. (laughs) Of course. um, I thought about taking a trip. So I went by myself out to Los Angeles and I thought, okay, I'll stay out here for maybe a month and then I'll go back and I'll get to work. And because I I knew working for my dad, I was not going to get any vacation time. So um, I never came back. I was (laughs) like, sorry, dad. I never came back because I met a guy. Uh, who is still a really, really good friend of mine, who actually I'm going to go see today. His name is Alex Fox. He's a really uh, great guy. Uh, and he was like, you know what? I think that you should go on this audition for this show called Punked. And I had no idea what the show was. And I was like, well, is, is an audition anything like an interview? Like a job interview? He's like, yeah, yeah. He was like, just bring a headshot. So what do I think? I'm like, a headshot. So I took a Polaroid of my head. <laughs> yeah, you did. And I brought it in, and I remember um, the casting director was like, 
okay, who, whose is this? And she's kind of like pulled it up. And I noticed like all these really hot girls in the room and everybody had these beautiful, like model pictures. And I'm like, Oh man, I'm like, this is not my deal. And then Ashton comes out and he starts laughing at it. And he's like, this is awesome. Cause he thought I did it on purpose. Of course. Uh, and then that was, that was it. Like I, I booked my first role with, um, punked as a sketch performer and that was it. I was like, this is so awesome. This is so fun. Like, why would I ever want to change tires? Wow. So, what was, how's how Ashton Kutcher? Yeah, like, how, he seems delightful. Dude, he's a really smart guy. And, and look, I know I've heard stories. I've heard good stories. I've heard bad, but I have to go off of, I never judge anybody. And, you know, especially if they're nice to me, he was so kind to me. And mm. he was like, look, let me help you. Let I think you're really going to do well in this business. Um, he hooked me up with my manager and my agent. Um, wow. and I, you know, I mean, what can you say? I, I think I owe it to him. I mean, and you know what, I will tell you a really cool story about the guy. Uh, I booked this job and, um, just like everything in Hollywood, you can shoot a pilot, but then a new, uh, new crew comes in, new director, they can take you out of the pilot. So that's mm. what happened to me. I got dropped out of the pilot along with about five other people. He heard about it. He calls me out of the blue, says, you know what, Jill, let me tell you a story. He was like, uh, you know, I came to, I came to Hollywood. There were two shows that I, I auditioned for. One was for, I think NBC. What was that 70s show on? Was Fox. It? It was on Fox. Yeah. So one was Fox and one was either it was NBC or ABC or it was another network. He was like, I couldn't decide which one I wanted to do because I had offers on both. And the let's just say it was uh, uh, ABC. Let's just say it was ABC. They Someone over there had said, look, you'll never work in comedy. Don't even try. You'll never work in comedy. He didn't listen. So his point to me was like, look, sometimes people get it wrong. And I believe they got it wrong this time. So I want you to keep on trucking away, put your head down and do the work. And he just, that was it. And then he hung up the phone and, you know, cause I really thought I was like, God, I suck. I'm just awful. Like I should probably go back and change tires. Mm, yeah, and because wow. he said that, it really kind of gave me that extra little, like, you know, um, push to, to, to keep trugging along. So, uh, I think he's a pretty, pretty cool guy. Did yeah. you ever, when you were on punk, did you ever think in your head, man, this is going to be like a phenomenal, like, it ended up being a word that became a part of our vocabulary for a few years. Like, dude, you just got punked. Like, did you, when yeah. you were working on it, did you think this has that kind of power? Yeah. I mean, I did know it was pretty special because even me, like, you know, I can, I really love pulling jokes on people. I love that. And I'm really good at it too. <laughs> I can hold a straight face, but there were some times where I was like, man, I'm going to break. I'm going <laughs> to break. And it takes a lot for me to break. So I knew if I was almost breaking, that the people at home watching were going to die laughing because I mean, there were just some moments in there that it was kind of brilliant. It was just really brilliant to do it to celebrities, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. fantastic. What, what, like that's an interesting, uh, kind of on ramp into acting. Cause it's this weird, like mixture of reality, but also you're doing acting. So what was it's it like? Hard. Yeah. What was it like going from that and then going into more like serious acting roles? Was it difficult? Yeah. My whole career has been so wacko and like, like it's so weird. Cause people are like, okay, so what are you, are you an actor? Are you host? Are you improv? Right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't have any idea. I just do what's fun. Yeah, mm -hmm. I know that sounds like a kid, but I just like to have fun. So when it stops being fun, I don't want to do it anymore. So, um, I think it was, um, 
for me, the improv stuff came normal because I've been used to just pranking my dad and my brother and, you know, my family all my life. So um, that came easy to me. Although Ashton was like, you know, this is really hard. Like a lot of people can't improv. I'm like, it's just lying. You just lie. <laughs> you just I'm lie. I'm not saying I'm good at lying. I'm not saying I'm good at lying. If my husband's listening, I'm not good at lying. <laughs> but I am good at um, creating a story, you know? Yeah. And so I think it was, look, acting is really hard for me. Uh, it does not come easy. Mm. I, I struggle with it because I'm not trained. Um, I wish I was trained. I wish I would have known that this is what I wanted to do when I was in high school because I do believe that the more work you put into something, the better you are. Um, but I, I didn't know. And so I'm kind of, I'm winging it basically until somebody figures out that I suck. But I think you, you did hit on something there. Like people like that give the, like at least the appearance that they're winging it are usually very, and and are successful are usually very hard workers. Like you grew up not far from us in North Carolina, correct? And you you grew up in a hardworking family very clearly. And so to give the appearance you're winging it, there's a lot of hard work that goes behind that. We talked to Mark Declan a few weeks ago, Mark. and Mark yeah. said he he didn't know if he'd ever worked with anybody that worked as hard as you. So, like, there's clearly, Aww. like, and maybe you think you're trying to make up for a lack of training, but you're you're killing yeah. it. But you, you, you're naturally a hard worker, which makes it, I think that's the thing that people don't understand is, like, we, we will sometimes go, so you just, just kind of just get up there and you talk and it seems very natural yeah, and casual, yeah. but there is a lot behind that. That's, that's hard work. That I am sweating through my shirt right now. I've been working so hard. I'm a mess. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have a, this yeah. is crazy. Um, so like you said, you had, didn't like get any formal training, but as you kind of went throughout your career, were the things that you did to kind of, uh, to kind of help with that, to help you learn different things? things yeah. and trace that would yeah. be helpful. Yeah, um I I did take acting classes. Um okay. uh, I did do that. Um but more than that, I started to really study people. Like I would just go, you know, usually when I'm at a restaurant, I'm not looking around at people watching. I mean, I kind of I'm more focused on my food. But like I I find myself now really really focusing and watching people and and just seeing what makes them tick, even in my friends. I mean, my friends are like, what are you doing? Are you like, analyzing me right now? I'm like, yeah, totally. I'm like, it's <laughs> wacko. I'm like, I love it. I, so how can I recreate your crazy? You know, so I think it's really a study of, of human beings. And not that I'm saying that, you know, every character that I play is so different. But I think it helps you to become more natural. Because my whole goal in acting has never been to be Meryl Streep and to be a character actor and and to win awards. It's never been that. It's just to to be believable and to make whoever's watching it think, all right, like I see her in that role. I could totally. I'm 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 feel I'm believing what she's saying. You know, I just want to be like real and natural because that's the kind of acting that I really love to watch. Do you draw upon your experiences growing up a lot uh, when bringing in like you know the small town kind of southern background? Do you draw a lot of that when you br- go into a Hallmark movie? Well, yeah. I mean, you kind of have, you have to. A, right? uh, you have a leg up on everybody else because that. I mean, that's my background. And mm. now, not only that, I live in a little Hallmark town. Right. I live in a town of eight hundred people. I. I mean, my my neighbors bring casseroles to my house when I leave town for my husband. Yeah, <laughs> we we. I mean, 
We've seen, I've it. seen you in four mysteries, uh, a Fiji movie and a Christmas and evergreen movie. Those are the six I've seen that you're in. None of which do you play a Southerner. So, and you're doing a great job. When is Hallmark going to wise up? Because they have so many movies with Southerners that cannot pull off a Southern accent. Um, and, and so when, when are they going to be like, Hey, Jill, uh, why don't, why don't you do this for us? Since we don't have anybody who's capable. I would love it because I spent, I remember my first uh, real audition, I would say after punk my first like acting, you know, like a theatrical audition, uh, I just didn't think I had an accent for some reason. And she, she let me go through with this horrible audition. And she's like, look, sweetie, <laughs> like, let me just go ahead and tell you. She was like, you're, you're never going to book anything with that accent. She was like, I could barely understand you. She was like, so here's a name to it. It was this old guy that who was awesome. This um, dialect coach. She was like, you, you've got to work with him. And she was like, and then come back to me. She was like, but but you need to work with them. So I worked with them for a year and wow. I took my little Walkman and I would record myself because I couldn't hear myself, but you know, like on a, on a, uh, like an answer machine, when you hear your own voice, you're like, ew, is that what I sound like? <laughs> or it when you listen like to your that. own podcast back. Yeah, like, yeah. uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I, I took, uh, it was a, it was really hard for me to be able to learn how to go in and out of a dialect, you know, especially my Southern dialect, because that's who I am. And I feel like I felt like I was being fake, you know, so and even my dad, I would come home. He was like, what is this fake accent? What is this? Where are you? He would say, what is this Los Angeles accent? I'm like, dad, Los Angeles doesn't have an accent. That's right. Yeah. Um, yes. but, Hollywood is gone and got her. Yeah, yeah. Like, you wouldn't be able to understand my dad, but, um, but yeah, it would be great if I actually, um, I, I did this little Western um, last year and, and, it was great because I got to play a Southern woman, but it was back in the 1800s. So that was also, a, I was like, Oh God, the, it's not the same kind of, nope. you know, there's a draw and there's a slowness to it. So, um, yeah, it's really challenging, especially when you're just like, I don't have the chops that other people do. Like I didn't, you know, Chris Palaha, who I love and adore. He's such a good actor, but he, he went to New York. He studied this stuff. I mean, he is a actor's actor. And, and that's why I love him because I get to ask him questions all day and I get mm-hmm. to pull from his brain and I don't have to pay all that money that he did for acting. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to ask you really quick about uh, a wipeout because yeah. what a treat. Um, did you ever do the wipeout course? No, man. What? I saw the aftermath. <laughs> I saw it. I think you could have done it. Like, well, I'm intrigued I by the aftermath. Body, <laughs> I wanted my face to stay on my body. Yeah, like, fair. I, What's the worst, what's the worst, like, like injury or accident that you saw someone take place? Um, I would have to say it was, uh, it was this one woman where they pulled her out of the water and this, and by the way, this was rare. And I think this was the only instance that uh, maybe there were two, two cases like this that I was just stunned, but she was like, she couldn't see because she had her vest on and she was like, I think, I think something happened to my leg. And she was like, my leg. And then I looked down and her bone was sticking oh, out. No. And I was like, no. I'm like, your leg's fine, sweetie. I'm like, we're just going to put you in the, oh in the, uh, <laughs> in the ambulance. Oh, my God. You said you weren't a good liar. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that didn't make it to air somehow. Yeah. Uh, That's shocking. Yeah. So, punked is like early 2000s. And then you get to Hallmark like over a decade later. You do some, you host some wipeout in between there. How do you get to Hallmark? What, what got you there? 
Um, well, you know, I was doing a lot of sci-fi stuff. Like my goal was to be in action films. I, that was my, that was my love. Like anything you can put a gun in my hand and I'm running and I'm chasing and I'm, you know, that, that to me is my sweet spot. And it still is like, mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, it's so funny. My grandmother was always like, why do people always want to put you in these bad roles? Like, <laughs> oh, you're, you're not mean. And I'm like, <laughs> um, so oddly enough great segue it was my grandmother who got me into this she um i was talking to her one day and she's like she's like a mom to me um and she, i said grandma what have i not done in my career that you want to see me do and she's mm. like well you know i love those hallmark movies mm. i said is that what you want me to do i was like you want me to do a hallmark movie and she's like i would love it i it would just make my year so i said i called my manager i said give me a hallmark movie and he's like Wait a minute, we're doing we're doing Stargate Atlantis, hmm. and then you want to do a Hallmark film? I'm like, Grandma wants a what Hallmark film. Grandma says, Grandma gets. Oh, I love it. I, I love that. Grandma, Grandma gets, and Damn. so single handedly, she didn't know it, but she changed the whole trajectory of my career. Oh my god! And I'm so thankful that she did because she's opened a gate. I mean. Look, because of Hallmark, I'm afforded the – I mean, I don't have to live in Los Angeles. Mm. I can live on my farm. Mm. I spend a lot of time with my husband, which is super, super important to me right now. And um, it's just a really good company to work for because they care about their people. And they're, mm. and they're, just, they're just nice people, you know? And, and that's who I'm all about right now. I don't, I don't want to work with a bunch of egotistical, you know, maniacs. I, I just not, – I'm not – that's not where I'm at. Mm. And, um, and so I, I really do thank my grandma for that. Cause she, she didn't know it or maybe she did know what she was doing. I don't know. Grandma's um, know, so, man. so let me ask you that moment where you, did you watch the movie with your grandma too? Like, was that a moment where you guys got to watch it That's together? Fantastic. Was that a cool? Was that a cool was moment? The, it was the, I will tell you out of everything that I've done, it was the proudest moment for me because I got to see her and it was like nothing I've ever seen. Mm. I mean, she, Great. Nothing else that I've ever, you know, introduced her to in my life has she has her face ever been more lit up, and she was just like blown away. And mm. it's really hard to do that to a ninety-year-old woman, or That's I think awesome. she was in her eighties at the time. But it's really hard to do that. And I think as as grand as grandchildren, you know, it's really something special when you can do something special yeah, for someone as special as your grandparents. You yeah. Know? You, you so. can't put a price on that. That's pretty awesome there. Uh, um, yeah. So uh, you've done a bunch of these movies now. Do you have one that stands out as kind of your most memorable uh, Hallmark experience? I mean, there's two. There was my first one mm -hmm. because it was my first one. And I, and my grandma was like, that was her just, that was her favorite, but then, um, which was Autumn Dream. So that was really memorable because I was just being introduced into the family and, and kind of didn't know what I was doing. And I think it was the first time I've actually ever really played like a good girl, wholesome role. So I was like, mm. wow, you know, I, I, this is different for me. Cause usually I'm chasing bad guys or I am a bad guy or I'm a leader to the alien race or whatever I'm doing. <laughs> you you know? do what you have to. I've yeah. been there. We've all been, we've all, we've all been a leader yeah. to the alien race. Yeah, it happens to the best of us. <laughs> Um, but then my other one has got to be Pearl in Paradise. I mean, Fiji. Fiji. Come on. Yeah. Fiji. <laughs> one word for you, Fiji. But then other than that, it was Chris Palaha. It was reconnecting with him because we had worked together 14 years prior or 15 years prior. Um, so it was just to reconnect with him and, and really like we have a really cool friendship and a bond and it's something that has helped our, our show. I mean, I think 
you can you can't teach chemistry. You can't mm. kind of learn how to be like that with somebody. And I think we have that chemistry and everybody sees it because we're comfortable with each other because we're so much alike. Mm-hmm. You know, we get each other's humor and I'm not afraid to do whatever. Like I, I'll just try something on set and he's like, okay, yeah, that didn't work. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back to the script, Jill. <laughs> I, uh, the Pearl in Paradise was the first non-Christmas. So uh, in July of 18, I had never seen a Hallmark movie of any kind. Pearl in Paradise was the first non-Christmas when I watched I couldn't believe, like, I, I didn't like it at the time. And now that I've watched probably 20 other non-Christmas ones, You're it's like, easily it's the best. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's it's a citizen freaking cane, man. Yeah, it is yeah. the best <laughs> non-Christmas oh, one. Oh, it does. It looks I mean, astonishingly the scenery, good. it's great. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. You're on your first one, the autumn one for grandma there. You, you're, you've been on Stargate where it takes them probably a week to shoot a, one episode, Correct, at least. Yeah. And you're on a set for a feature film, and they're going to do the whole thing in two weeks. What, what are you thinking? That, I, I've never in my life worked that fast. I, I was just kind of like, like you're thrown into the fire, and you you just either you adjust or you fail, you know. So uh, it, it's a big learning curve, but you just have to, especially being the lead um, actor, you're in almost every single scene, and so there's a lot of dialogue to remember. There's it, it goes fast. You can't not know your stuff. Mm. You you, you got to go in and you got to nail it because you might only have one or two takes. Who knows? You know, sometimes they get behind the eight ball and it's and it rolls really fast. But I think, um, yeah, that was just a whole different way of, of shooting. And you just you got to roll with it, you know, and you just got to say, thank you, Lord, for giving me work and mm-hmm. roll with it. You so know? L- let me ask you, how do you memorize your lines that quickly? Is there a process that you have, or do you just have one of those, uh, you know, naturally good memories kind of thing? Well, at first it was really hard for me and, and I would take, you know, I would take a lot of time with each page now. Um, I guess because your mind is, it, it really is a muscle that you can yeah. train and, and, and the more you work it, the better you get. Um, now it is, my memory, thank God, is 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 way better, and sure. I can I can look at a scene right before we shoot and and do it. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't always the case, and I did struggle. But I think, like with anything, practice. Uh, yeah. And everybody always tells me, my dad's like, I can never memorize all that. Yes, you can. Everybody can memorize, but you just don't do it. You, mm-hmm. you know, like everybody says they can't, but you can. Yeah. It's not fun, but it's part of the job. Yeah. I'm interested, you know, people always talk about how every Hallmark movie is the same and blah, blah, blah. Um, but there's there's a, a, a beauty in being able to take uh, different characters from different movies and make them your own. So what's your uh, kind of philosophy behind looking at a character on a script and figuring out what that character is going to be like so it's not the same exact character from the movie that you did before? It's hard. Yeah. It, you know, and that's, that, to be honest with you, that's a big challenge for me because – when, when you go back and you compare a lot of these women that I've played in Hallmark, you, you, there's a, a big similarity between a lot of them. And um, it's not like I can just throw in a British accent, you know? Right. Um, I don't think they'd be too open to that. So you really have to just find, for me, it's all about, you know, yes, it's going to be different clothes and different hair and different people around you and different scenery, Um, but for me, it all always just goes back to just be believable, Mm. just be believable. And because I don't think, to be honest with you, I don't think these characters are all that different. Um, and I pull a lot of Jill into my characters. Um, and I think that I've talked to enough people, um, 
um, Randy over at, uh, Randy uh, is one of the heads of, um, over at Hallmark, one of the executives, um, you know, he's like, we hired you because we like you mm. and we love your personality. And if you can convey that to the audience at home, I think we're going to win every time. So I think it's really just about throwing a couple different things. Um, maybe my character in Pearl and Paradise was a little bit more quirky than, um, than other characters, but I think I don't want to ever do two different characters because I'm afraid I'd just mess it up. <laughs> so, mm. And then people would be like, what is she doing? And it ruined the whole movie. So <laughs> I, I had a question initially about the fact that like one of my early complaints in Hallmark movies was that some of the women seem to just be there to be pining for the man, but your roles have always been, seem to be a little bit more stronger and independent. But now I think that's just you. I think that's just who you are. And that's what yeah. you're bringing to that. Yeah. And I do, I fight with, um, you know, what Mark was saying, like I take the script and I don't just read those lines. I mean, I go through, I sit down with the director and the executives and I'm like, I go through every line and I really fight for strong lines because it's hard for me to, to not be strong. And maybe that's a, that's a, a part of me that I need to work on as an actor because you have to be vulnerable and you have to be all of these things. But I really am, a, I feel like I'm, my daddy raised a strong woman, right? Mm. So it's like, um, I do. I mean, I bring that to the character and I, it'd be interesting for me to play a really vulnerable woman. Um, that would be, who knows that might be in some sort of a, you know, you, yeah, maybe a, a, another movie, but, uh, but I, I like for the Hallmark women to be strong. I mean, I think that they, they should be strong, yep. you know? Yeah, I agree. Uh, you mentioned your daddy and you mentioned him several times, your family, you seem to be a pretty big uh, family girl. What did yeah. they say? You never came back home to North Carolina to run the tire shop. What, what did they say? Like, are they, are they super proud of you? Do they tell everybody about their daughter, Jill, who's killing Hollywood or what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it was a little shocking to everybody at first. Cause my dad was like, you're going, what? You know, he's like, you don't know anybody. And I'm like, I know, but for some reason, you know, when you're, when you're on the right track and you know, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, there's no fear involved. And, and that was it. I was just like, I don't care if I don't know anybody. And I was a shy kid. It wasn't like I was this boisterous, like, you know, extrovert. Like I was a really shy person in high school and college. So it was weird for him to be like, okay, so you don't know anybody and you're going to run out here and try to be an actress and you have no training. Mm -hmm. You have a business degree with a minor in marketing. This all makes sense. Right. Um, but my dad is so amazing and he's my best friend and he's always been my biggest cheerleader. And he's like, I told you when you were little, you can do anything you want to do. And he was like, and that includes this. So if this means that you got to go out there and chase it, chase it. But the biggest part of what he said to me, he was like, you can always come home. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important for, for parents to tell their kids like, yes, you can go and do that, but don't worry. You have a safety net because then that mm -hmm. makes them try a little hard. You know what I mean? It's yes. not like, oh, yeah, absolutely. If I, if I fail, I'm just a loser. I'm going to be living out on the streets. It creates fear. So they made it a really, really um, secure and supportive uh, net for me really. And, and I never, I never borrowed any money from my dad since. Um, mm, so I'm, awesome. I'm, Really proud about that. Of course, I owe him a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, we want to talk about Mystery 101, but before we do, we do want to talk about the Christmas movie that you have coming up in like a week or something like that. Did you say that uh, title for uh, us, please? What's the title? What is that wonderful title? Um, it's because I it took me. I still don't know if I know the title. Uh, Christmas wishes uh -huh. and mistletoe kisses. That's exactly. Yeah, nailed it. It's Jeez. not an easy 
one. It's yeah. uh, opening weekend, though, before Halloween. I do want to know, like, personally, how do you feel about Christmas movies before Halloween? Uh. <laughs> Come on, Jill. It's a safe space. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. If you're just asking me personally, like I'm a big Halloween nut. Okay. So she gets Halloween it. Yep. is a big, big thing to me. So I have to give it its proper like time in my life, you know? However, if I was running a business, because I do have a business mind, if I'm running a business like they are, they're smart because they know there's women all around this country that are dying to see these movies. So why not give them what they want? So they're yes, really, really smart. Why not um, start them at Labor Day? Let's just start them in summer. Hey, oh, as, so as, the, as the business mind, when are they going to go year round? People are pining for it. They're, they're ready. They're what? They're pining. For pining. It. They're okay. pining. They're pining. It sounded like you said they're pining. As a for business it. mind, if it were my company, I would never do that because then you tire people out. You got to leave them. It's just like anything, like a yeah. woman. You know, you don't want a man just to be all over you all the time. You want them to like. <laughs> It's the cat and mouse game a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Wait, say that, say that one more time so I can write it down. What's yeah. that advice? That's, she's yeah, dropping for, for those of you right just now. listening, she did a thing with her hand, too, yeah. that was yeah. really great. Yeah. She's yeah. Like, really great. You want know, that man around you all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Christmas yeah. Wishes and Mistletoe Kisses, it airs uh, October 26th. So tell us about that movie, what we can be looking forward to. Opening weekend of Hallmark Christmas movies. This is a big deal. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's pretty great because I know that they're going to have a chance to re-air it. So yeah. it'll get some playtime, which I'm very happy about. I'm very honored that they um, thought that it was good enough to start off the, the Christmas season with. Um, it was great. Um, I play a, a designer and I um, used to design, but now I've kind of wanted to play more of a role in my kids' uh, life. And so I, I stopped designing and um, through a friend ha- uh Picked it back up, but only for this billionaire that moves into town. Classic, uh, right? Yep. And so uh, she is trying to fall, in, uh, trying not to fall in love with a billionaire, and um, she's trying to uh, honestly um, balance being a mother and what that means to her son, and still giving time to what she loves, which is her job. And I think more than anything, that's what kind of drew me to the script, it because. Um, there's a lot of people, ma- male or female, um, that do want to spend time with their kids, but like how much time is enough time for them? And also by not giving yourself, um, time, do you do a disservice to your kid yeah. because you have to be happy, you know? So I think it's a, it's a, it's a really delicate balance of, of, um, of that. So that was interesting for me. Anytime I get to play a mom now is, um, challenging because, uh, I have, I'm just now getting into these mom roles and I haven't really ever been around kids up until my husband's um, daughter, Leah, and she has really kind of opened a part of me. I didn't even think was there. Mm. Um, Mm. It's interesting. It's really cool being around a kid and and learning what it is to feel those feelings that a mother is supposed to feel and make that believable on screen, you know, not be fake because I'm all about being real. So Mm. um, yeah, that was great. And and also I got to work with, um, Matt Davis, who is new to the Hallmark family, uh-huh. and he's such a cool cat. He's so awesome. Uh, speaking of parent, he just announced he's gonna have a baby. His oh, wife's fantastic. So I'm um, very happy for him, and um, and yeah, he was just so great to work with, and he's funny. Like I don't know if they're gonna leave all of that in that he did, but he made the billionaire kind of quirky, which was <laughs> odd to me. I didn't, I, I wasn't 
expecting I, that. So I, it most billionaires have to be quirky in some form or fashion, right? Well, guys, yeah. I am. I know yeah, that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> of course. Yeah. I didn't want to spoil that. Yeah, no. Yeah. Hey, before we get started, I do want, you mentioned earlier you like to play pranks. You have any stories, anything you've done to any Hallmark people that we may have heard of that would be worth worth a tell? Well, last um, last April Fools, I call uh, I called Palaha, and he was actually um, he was searching for a house at the time. So him and his family were looking at this house, and they were they were in there talking to the real estate agent. And I was like, "Hey, buddy," I was like, "Do you have a minute? I gotta I gotta talk to you." And he's like, "Yeah, sure." So he steps out of the house, and he's like, uh, "You know what what what's the deal?" I'm like, um, "I don't know really how to tell you this." I was like, "But I." I booked this massive movie in Budapest. I think I tell Budapest. And I was like, and it's going to be like this, this action thing. And it's, they're, they're going to have like multiple movies. Anyway, it's huge, dude. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm not even going to have time. I'm not even going to be here for any more mystery one ones And <laughs> I just wanted to tell you, you know, because I think he's, you know, and he's so sweet. Yeah. He was like, there was this pause. And then it was like, Congratulations. Wow. <laughs> like, the saddest congratulations. Oh. And he was like, okay, well, um, I'll just, I'll call you back, you know? And he got off the phone and then he said he went in there and told his wife, he's like, we got to leave. We can't work. <laughs> and if Chris, if you're listening, I know you love a good prank phone call. So, uh, you know. <laughs> I love yeah, that. I got him good. I got him good mainly because of where he was. And I had no idea that he was like in the middle of dr- doing a real estate transaction. Yeah. You know, where he was like, put everything on hold. Hold on. <laughs> that's hilarious. Shred it. Keep it. Shred it. Uh, he, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, that that's definitely a great worth story. my asking. I love that. That's great. Uh, Mystery 101 is cool because it's a series. You're playing the same character. You're getting to play the same character in Evolver over uh, four movies, hopefully more, because you darn kids didn't kiss at the end of four. I mean, come Come on. Uh, Come on. How many hours of film does it take? Look, we've even questioned, like... (laughs) There is no way in the world. Both of these characters are such go-getters, too. It's not like they're... They both would have already asked the other one out a thousand times. Yeah, I know. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it must be his breath. Yeah. I'm saying yeah. he has a bad breath. <laughs> he, you, did you know what to do? After working with him at Pearl and Paradise, where Chris was a definitely different character, and so were you, This Chris is very intense early on in these movies. Like, did you know what to do with that? Like, were you like, what's going on here? Well, it's great because, like, you know, it's really smart. Chris was like, I want to play this like he's a character on another network and he's being dropped into these little perfect Hallmark worlds. And I actually really dug that. I mean, that's kind of how brilliant Chris is. And he's like, he wanted the leather jacket and he wanted to be dark and brooding. He actually played it with an accent at first, but I think they <laughs> kind of, you know, what, Chris, what Chris, kind of accent Chris is going to keep pushing until they tell him no. Yeah. Like he he does, just, but I love that yes. he does that yep. because he elevates it. Yes. Right. And, he, and then he makes me think, well, like, I need to be like, I need to be on my A game. So he just elevates the whole process. He's like, if Idris Elba won't do a Hallmark movie, I'll bring Idris Elba to the (laughs) movie. That's right. That's right. I'll do it. Yeah. Did you see his movie where he did a Jimmy Stewart impression the whole movie? Okay. Well, he talked about it the whole time. Uh, And he was like, well, I got to do it. (laughs) He did it for me on set. So I feel like I saw the Yeah, that's all you He's very proud of it. He is. is. And he should be. It was great. It was really Um, good. So I I know it it hasn't been announced yet. Do you know anything? Like about five, six, seven? You know anything? Look, I think um, the the ratings were great 
for the, I don't know about this past one, which was a couple nights ago, but I know the other one, the ratings were great. People say they love it. I don't, it would be, it would be really strange for them not to pick it back up, but Hey, stranger things have happened in my career. So mm. Maybe you got I'm that big gonna... movie in Budapest to yeah. do, so no, cross I mean, your fingers there. I'll just say, if, right. if they don't pick it back up, it's definitely Chris's fault. Yeah, it's, yeah, not, it's, I, it's yeah, not yours. Of course. 110%. Yeah. We yeah. get it. Um, leave, leave that NYPD blue stuff at home, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I will say, for me, like getting, I, I, I want to ask you, because for me, I tend to be easier on these movies when I get to watch characters grow. Like I got to with you guys. Cause I thought the fourth one of these was the best one by a mile. I mm-hmm. thought it was really good. Solid mystery. Um, do you like getting to actually grow your characters or would you rather show up and do 15 days in a world like Christmas and evergreen and then go do 15 days in Fiji? No, I, I like, no, I, I really, really like the, the ongoing, uh, trajectory. Hopefully it, you, you know, there's some sort of arc at some point and these characters like it, because it's, it's more interesting for us because we're like, wait a minute, we've got to think about where, where we started mm-hmm. and where do we go? And Chris and I really sit down and we think about like, where are the moments we even create moments that aren't written? Mm. Um, we try to create moments for the, because I know the audience just wants, it's like, they want us to be together. They want to see that romance, but sometimes it's not written. So we struggle sometimes with, with what can we do to make, to make the audience happy? Because I know everybody wants to kiss, but as soon as we kiss, yeah. that shows yeah, that's yeah. right. That's well, let, I, I will say this, like I got to, by the fourth one, I was starting to analyze these like actual movies, which is a big deal for me. Like, I feel like you guys really worked on proximity of character. I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but you guys tend to, to walk and talk closer to each other by the fourth one than you were in the first one. Was and that, at the was, end of four, Chris does this, this little, little like nod thing. thing. Kiss, like, yeah. yeah. But, and I was like, this is it. It's not it. Were you, yeah. were you guys mindful of, Hey, we need to be closer now in the third one or fourth one. Was that yeah, like a mindful yeah, choice? Yeah. I think we we look at everything. We look at body language. We look at, I mean, it goes from everything from a touch, like just a barely a touch because I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Hold on. Should they touch right now? Yeah. Or should mm-hmm. like everything like, mm. because I think, um, we have something to prove, you know? And I really do think that if this, this movie could, or this series could be on any network, I don't think it could just lie in Hallmark world. I think it could. And I think that these characters are really, it reminds me of a, of a moonlighting and mm-hmm. I loved moonlighting. I mean, that was my whole goal. I was like, if we can get people to say this, this reminds me of moonlighting, then I'm happy. S- and I'm Sybil happy. Shepard's got a little accent on her too. So, I mean, you're in good company there. Mm. <laughs> right. I love Sybil. Awesome. Rumor has it by the seventh one, you're going to be walking around just on a, just piggyback rides. And that's just going to, that's going to be the whole movie. <laughs> that's right. like, that's right. He's going to be carrying me like that's a right. baby. Yeah. No kissing. No kissing. No kissing. No kissing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe you'll say yes to a lunch or a coffee. That's it. So. We'll see. That's um, it. We, we like to end with a, a rapid fire. We each get to ask you three random questions. Uh, you get to answer them as fast and as honestly as possible okay. um, and then we'll let you go panda Aww. oh uh, won't you won't you kick oh, us off okay i'll kick us off um you uh are spending time in los angeles right now we're going yeah. back out there in december um what's something that we need to do in la that most people wouldn't think about doing Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. I know we said rapid fire, Jill, and then Brandon threw the book at you. Yeah. So I'm sorry about that. Yeah, you can't. Um, what's something that you need to do? 
Um, you need to go. Um, I mean, do y'all like hot dogs? I love hot dogs. Yep. You need to go to Pink's Hot Dog. Yeah, I've heard it's really good. Okay. All right. I'm in. I love it. Yeah, I'm all about food. I mean, that's like my number one. Perfect. Oh, well, now because my first question happens to be, what's the best barbecue you've ever had? And I ask you this because South Carolina, I'm a mustard-based boy, but I like North Carolina vinegar. Those are the only two kinds of barbecue I like. So what's the best barbecue you've ever had? Uh, Lexington barbecue. Lexington, North Carolina barbecue Mm. by far what? and i do like i do like the vinegar so barbecue. what's the order what did you get at lexington barbecue what's your order i always get the same thing i just got get a chopped plate yeah hush puppies and slaw yeah you do mm. that's right <laughs> so are you a coke or pepsi person coke 110 now it. watch yep. pepsi's gonna call and offer me this big old contract i'll be like i can't do it <laughs> <laughs> um so let's say uh for like the rest of your life um, someone offers you money to watch nothing but um, the magic school bus. <laughs> How much money would it be for you to do that? What is, wait a minute. What is the magic school bus? Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Brandon, just make it a little bit easier. I don't want to. It's, what is that? It's this, this whole bit and every actor we have on here, we do a rapid fire and Brandon asks dumb questions. So I'm yes. sorry about that. It's a cartoon where uh, the, the, there's these kids and they go into a magic school bus to learn about things like science. And it's great. So I'm going to say you're not going to take the money to watch it. You're just not, you're not going to do it. Well, no, but I like to learn. It's great. <laughs> It's yeah. great. She's doing it for she's, 20 bucks. She's playing along <laughs> with you. 20. <laughs> Easy. Easy. Oh you hear goodness. that, Magic School Bus LLC? Give them a call. <laughs> all right. Said you're a big action movie girl. What's the best action movie of all time? Oh, gosh. The best action movie of all time? Yeah. I mean, oh, God. I mean, it. Like, I like the diehard yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, um, that's the right answer, Jill. Don't say it yeah. so, like, yeah. reluctantly. Diehard, yeah. And is it yeah, a, like, is it a like, Christmas hey, movie? Hey, by the way, have you guys seen Braven yet? Braven? Braven? No. No. What? I'm watching 800 Hallmark movies, Jill. Give me a break, <laughs> okay? okay? So I'm going to give you I'm gonna give you a little Hallmark. I mean, a little homework. Okay. Um, watch Braven. It, was, it came out last year. It was um, my action film I did with Jason Momoa. I played his wife. Oh. It is, uh, Aquaman. It took, you, it took you back to kind of the diehard movies. I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot of action. I got to be honest. I looked it up, guys. Got great reviews. I'm in. 78% on Rotten Tomatoes, certified fresh. I mean, that's fresh for me. I'm in. I'm in. So this wa- looks great. Watch it and tell me what you think. I'm in. Braven. Braven. How did I, how did I, I, not- I get to be a complete BA. Yeah, you yeah, do. I, I was going to say that, but action star. Yeah. yeah. Do, you say, like- do you say bad words so because I'm out? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. I'm still in. I, uh, I, who was the production studio or the advertising company that let you down here? And how have I not heard of Braven until this very moment? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it it sucks. But we we were only in a few theaters, and and then it kind of just. I mean, Aquaman came, and it was just like ma, you know. Uh, yeah. Um, if if I would have been me. I would have waited until after Aquaman and yeah. then. Yeah, but he was already big because of Game of Thrones. But the, the reality is, is that this movie is going to be better than Aquaman. Yes, it is. <laughs> you didn't like Aquaman? I did. I, it, was it, was, it, was it was bonkers. It had some moments I liked, but at two hours and 40 minutes, it had some moments that didn't need to be there. We're either, more Marvel right? boys anyway. Yeah, we both, we went. We're Marvel. And we, I, early on, I was a big fan. I just felt like it went on a long time. Yeah. Yeah. 
for a, for the one of those. Yeah, sure. He looks great right. though. Oh, he no, looks he's great. Phenomenal. Look, he's very stunned. attractive. There's man. no doubt no, about yeah, that. It's a beautiful film as far as to do something underwater like that. Well, I love James Wan, the director who did yeah. Saw and did some of the Fast and Furious. Like, dude can direct. Like, I'm a big yeah. fan. I guess my hopes were just too high. Maybe it was expectations yeah. issue. Uh, best book you've ever read. I don't read. That's fair. See, Jill gets, <laughs> she it. gets it. She gets it. You're my favorite human. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and here's the thing. I love, I love the thought of, of getting a good book and curling up and reading. And I try that every time and I fall asleep within the first two pages. Yeah, you do. I can't do it. Don't, I just can't read. Don't feel it. guilty about that. Mm. I love it. It's great. Man, have you, what's the best thing like you ever found on accident? Good gosh. Uh, like, uh, like a hundred dollar bill in the back of my pocket. Wow. Really? Yeah. Where'd Man. it come from? She doesn't well, know. it's mine at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the best kind of money though? It's yeah. like, it's, yeah. It's like, it's your like own, free. Yeah. It's free your somehow. own personal 0% interest savings. Account. Even though at, <laughs> at somehow <laughs> at one point you yeah. earned it, but you forgot about it. And yeah. so it's like, Oh, this is just magic. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> the most expensive drink you've ever had or purchased. Um, it was in Vancouver in the Sutton place. It's a, uh, a glass of wine and I can't remember the name of the glass, but it's 40 bucks. Wow. For one glass of wine. One glass. So, you know, mama only had one. That's glass right. How was it though? Was it, was it worth 40 it bucks? Incredible. Okay. It's so good, but I only can have one and that's it for my whole deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, You're fair. done drinking for the week at yep. that point. Uh, yep. That makes sense. <laughs> I hear you. I love it. So what's one item under a hundred dollars that you recommend to people that they should buy that will change their life? Wow. Um probably the the neti pot. Okay. Get those sinuses yeah, cleared out. Swear by that. Yeah, yeah. I swear by that thing. It's it's incredible. It's it's life changing. Uh, game over. Since like, we're doing a commercial, so you've been on set and you've been congested, and you get the neti pot out, and you're good to go. Your normal Joe. It ain't pretty, but it works. <laughs> yeah, I love That's it. That's in the commercial. I, I it ain't pretty, it. but it but works. works. Yeah. Jill Wagner, star of Brave. Seal of approval. That's right. Yes, it. I've always wanted to do it, but it like freaks me out. Kind yeah. of. I did it one time, and I felt like I was dying. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't. I. I can't swim, so anything that will make me feel like I'm drowning is pretty bad for me. Well, it is a little, I'm not going to lie, it is a messed up, weird feeling, but it's so satisfying when you see what comes out. That's true. Okay. That's equally true. Oh, yeah. that is, it's cool. I'll take it's your cool. word for you know? it. Yeah, Brandon's still out. I think I'm still out. <laughs> Jill Wagner, uh, you are just the best. You are inspiring to younger people who to go out and, and fulfill their dream. You're making your parents proud and your grandma proud, and you're just wonderful. Thank you so much Aww. for being on Love this podcast. Guys. I mean, seriously. We appreciate you. Please come back anytime. Let's talk about the missile toe kisses and whatever that movie's called let's talk about hey, it and we're going to talk about you watching braven yes oh it's oh, going to be a thing if you will come on and do a braven uh recap with us we'll do it for our patreon community we'll all okay. watch braven are you on board okay. for that yeah but don't judge it too harshly because now i feel like you're gonna if you don't like aquaman you're gonna be like oh my god you're gonna tear this one apart because there's a couple things that i was like oh what hold on what happened there but it's got I better reviews it's but got the better critics reviews. liked it more than aquaman like legitimately <laughs> 
Yeah, well, you're. It, it's fun. It's a lot of action. I'm all but in that's, for that's big, dumb, fun action. I promise okay. you. I am. That's what right, we I'll are. I'll come back and we'll talk about it, and we'll. I'll see your thoughts about it's, it. I it's love the Braven it. cast. I love um, it. We already we we took up too much time, so thanks so much for sticking with <laughs> us. And may we be the first to wish you a Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Bye, guys. See thanks ya. So much. All right.